G'day, I'm Andrew Griffiths, Australia's number one small business author, and I'm here to introduce you to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast by the one, the only, Amanda Fisher, the cash flow queen. In this weekly podcast, Amanda's going to be talking about all things business, with a particular focus on unscrambling the numbers and understanding the cash flow in your business. So if you're ready to create more profit, reduce your stress, sit back and relax as the Cash Flow Queen helps you to start seeing through the numbers. One of the big problems business owners are facing right now is managing their cash flow. It's been a huge issue for many before restrictions were imposed. Now it's a case of basic survival and considering how the new normal will impact the very viability of a lot of businesses to talk about the different business scenarios. The Cash Flow Queen, Amanda Fisher. Amanda, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, cash flow, the focus for a lot of business owners right now? Yes, of course. I mean, we've had businesses that have been shut down completely. We've had some that are you know, working from home, doing things differently. Everybody's got a slightly different story, but the thread that runs through every single business is cash flow. It always has been, but it's become very much a focus today with, uh, you know, with the revenues dropping down quite significantly for so many people in business. The temptation for a lot of business owners right now is to wait it out just to see, to try and rely on that government assistance for as long as possible, as opposed to dipping your toe back into the water of opening up for customers, etc., because that's uncertain, whereas government payments, JobKeeper, etc., are a little bit more certain. What's your advice right now? I think, look, you need to do a bit of both. I, I, I think sitting and waiting is not the right answer. I, I, I worry that the businesses that do that will find when they do open their doors again that they've lost their, you know, their customers to someone else that did open in the meantime and, and, and find a way of, you know, opening in restricted ways, whatever that looks like in every industry is different. You know, I was talking to my hairdresser the other day and she's she's got a booming trade going on. She's got all the things in place so it works, but quite a few of her colleagues around, you know, in the you know, neighbouring suburbs and in the area around her, they've all closed. Mm. So, where are their customers going to be when they are reopened? Are they going to go back to them or are they going to stay with the person that actually looked after them yeah. when, when times were tough and shutdown yeah, was exactly. on? So That is so true. That is so true. We've seen a lot of businesses yeah. that have closed and it kind of feels unnecessarily so that they've done that. And you look at the ones who I've had the ongoing relationship, whether it be the coffee store that decided to stay open, etc. We've actually grown a lot closer from a customer to business relationship. And that will continue on the other side. And it's not that you feel nasty. It's up to people to make their own choice as to whether they want to reopen or not. But you do have it in the back of your mind. You want to support the people who supported us because I needed a coffee every day. Yeah, and, and I think the other side of it from looking at it more from a cash flow perspective is whilst some money isn't always better than no money, I think the advantage of being open, providing some service to your clients, customers, does um, keep that bit of revenue going in. And and look, to get JobKeeper, you've got to be down 30% or more in revenue. So if you come back and your revenue is only sitting at 10 or 20 or 30%, you're still going to get JobKeeper to help you pay the staff. Um, but that extra revenue can help to pay a bit towards some of the other bills that you'll have, that you're having to pay anyway. So to, in many cases, some revenue is better than no revenue. 
Yeah, really good point. And a lot of business owners are focusing on revenue right now. Do you think it's enough to get them through the next few months? Things are so uncertain. We could see another wave. We have no idea. Well, I think one of the misnomers is people often look at revenue generally in businesses. You know, if I'm if I'm making this much money, or you know, I'm aiming for two hundred thousand dollars, half a million, a million dollars of revenue, and that's the number I'm aiming for. And the challenge with that is not knowing the rest of the numbers. So, not knowing yeah. enough about you know your break-even number, how much your costs are, because revenue on its own doesn't mean you're making a profit doesn't mean you're actually making money it doesn't mean you've got good cash flow either so yeah. it you're know, looking at it on its own is, is is always a difficult thing it's certainly an important number to look for now but knowing your break-even number is i think is in conjunction with that is really important i my experience with some businesses over the last few weeks is they're not really reading the room so they have done everything from reducing the number of staff on the floor but they're not reducing the cost of the products at all and people are coming in perhaps more reluctant to spend. They may not even have the money that they used to have to spend, but the products are still the same, but the actual experience in store is way worse than what you used to. And that kind of viewpoint from a customer's perspective just sends us to Amazon, sends us away from, from there. What's your viewpoint to businesses that are reopening and keeping the prices the same, but reducing, removing the experience and blaming COVID for it? Look, I think, you know, Blaming COVID for anything in general is, is always a bad idea. But the other side of it is that what you're really wanting to be doing is upping the experience. Uh, and and for some people, dropping the expenses down, really, the cost down isn't really too much of an option because their costs are high and they don't necessarily have a lot of margin. So to me, it's more around, yes, maybe if you can make that experience even more more important, more one-on-one, -on -one, more um, engaging because you don't have so many people around. You're not doing the mass production. Uh, you are very yeah. much one-on-one -on -one with your customers. But the cost should have come down, though, shouldn't experience. they? Like the cost, we've had an opportunity to have relationship um, negotiations with our landlords. We've had a chance to also have negotiations when it comes to staff. As I mentioned, a lot of these shops have not returned yeah. to the same levels of staff that they've had before. Right. Yeah. They're also only allowing a certain number of customers in too. I went to a mm. shopping mall on the weekend where the queue to get into one of the stores was just unbelievable. And you think, who would do this? What a horrific experience yeah. to go through. So much for browsing. Um, it's just get in there if you absolutely have to. And yet the products are still the same price. Yeah. Look, I think I think every business needs to look at it. It does depend a bit. I'm thinking a little bit more of, you know, your you know, the the restaurant type people where they've got to have a certain number of you know people in the kitchen just yeah. to cook the meals That's and it. to serve. Yeah. So they don't have as much maneuverability in their pricing. Mm -hmm. Other businesses, absolutely, they've got a lot more movement in uh, you know, reduction in cost of rent and, you know, potentially wages and you know, less people on the floor as you say that definitely gives the ability to reduce their reduce their pricing. Uh, as I say, it's a little bit industry by industry, yeah, it can absolutely. be a little bit different. Now, yeah. are there any other key numbers people should be focusing on now uh, for their business? You talk about revenue and while revenue is important, so too is a little word called profit because revenue, particularly if you are cutting your costs and not, uh, well, keeping your costs, but cutting your prices to try and stay competitive, it's not gonna end well. So what other things should businesses be focusing on on the way back up? 
I think one of the one of the things that I'm I've been talking with people that I'm I'm coaching and dealing with at the moment is 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 preparing a set of three different cash flow forecasts. So one that's kind of your worst case scenario, you know, hardly any customers or no customers. What's that look baseline? One's kind of what you expect it to look like, and then a, a better one that's just you know what you hope for if things turn around a little bit better than you expect. Because in doing that, you get to make decisions about, you know, when do you put the extra staff person on? You know, when, you know, how do you plan out bringing people back into the, into, you know, on site into, into the workforce and make those decisions ahead of time so that when the numbers are at that level, you don't have to think about, oh, do I put, yeah. you know, do I put John back on or Susie back on? You've already made that decision in advance. So yeah. having some of that mapped out it will also tell you how much money you need to have to keep yourself going. Uh, right. And that's a big issue for now yeah. as to how much, how long is that money going to last over yeah. the next period of time to keep yourself afloat as well. we just have no idea what is going on around the corner. Amanda, appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me.